Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Kim surprised me with a box full of Feeling Twisty shirts on Christmas morning. Several weeks before Christmas, she asked me what my favorite quote of Neville Goddard's was, and it's from his book, Feeling is the Secret. You are already that which you want to be, and your refusal to believe this is the only reason you do not see it. She put that quote on the back of the shirts, and I love it. I thought she was just making conversation. I had no idea what she was planning. You are already that which you want to be, and your refusal to believe this is the only reason you do not see it. We all wore those shirts to watch the new Matrix movie that morning, and a man in line behind us read the quote and told my wife, but I'm not the man I want to be. When she told me that, I remembered that feeling when I first read Neville's book. What do you mean? I only see crap in my life. How can I already be the person I want to be? I was refusing to give life to the new state. I was so caught up in who I thought I was, I refused to cut off the food supply to it, to my old state. I had spent years feeding this state, this old state. It became habitual. It's all I expected to see, so that's what I continued to see. It's who I knew I was. I know this about me. And it's who we know we are that we feed. I imagine I'm poor and I continue feeding that state, and it lives. I keep it alive by nourishing it. As long as I refuse to believe in this new state, I'll continue feeding the current one. As long as I refuse to know the new state through awareness, I'll continue giving life to the old one. I could say it this way, as long as I refuse to believe in the imaginal act, I will stay right where I am. Some people are so careful with what they put in their mouths, with what they eat. I used to be but very few give any attention to what they're feeding their imagination, their true self. Also me. (laughs) We go through our days and nights feeding ourselves all the ways our lives can go wrong, reacting to the news, having mental arguments with our spouse or our boss, spending hours on social media, scrolling for something and reacting to the craziest stuff people post. Just like some mindlessly eat food, we glut the imaginative self with things we don't want to experience and then wonder why we aren't where we want to be in our lives. I've done that plenty of times. Neville did too. He fed his imagination things he didn't want to keep experiencing. If you've read or listened to any of Neville's work, you probably heard him tell the story of how he was able to marry Bill, his second wife. He'd been estranged from his first wife for years. He filed for divorce, but couldn't make it happen because this wife, his first wife, avoided him. She even moved out of state to avoid being served. Things changed for him when he changed his mental diet. Here's a quote from the lecture, Trust Imagination. It took me one week to do it. I simply went sound asleep in the assumption that my wife was there and it's the girl to whom I'm now married. This heavenly state was denied me because I wasn't feeding myself the right food. 
I have food you know not of, and the food are words, and you repeat them within yourself. What am I saying? As Blake said, Oh, what have I said? What have I done? Oh, powerful human words. If man only realized what he's doing when he's talking seemingly idly, who cares? Who knows? Who knows? The only one who cares knows. And he is your own wonderful human imagination. And that is God. That's the Jehovah of the Old Testament and the Jesus of the New. And there is no other God. As long as I'm trying to make this current me, this state, become the new one, it's nearly impossible. When I'm trying to get, force this new, this old state, this current state to become the new, well, I'm faced with frustration because this current me wants to use reason and rationally thinks, but how can this be? So much would have to happen to get me there. So much. <laughs> if I'm identifying with the current state as who I am, then the way ahead is fraught with hard work and impossibilities. Knowing that I am the nameless one, the formless one that is without being anything, I can loose myself from the current state and step into this new me, a new state. Who you are is without form, no thing, yet all things are contained within it, within you. Your world is without form and void until you as I am, imagination, awareness, move across the waters, become aware of being something all things are possible to the one who believes, and I can do all things through the one who is in me. That's I am, the nameless, formless one, awareness. For a while, I continued to think that my little imaginal acts were just imagination, the way I used to think of it, imaginary, I'll say. Oh, but that's not real, that's just my imagination. We've got real-world problems here. <laughs> the real world is only reflecting my state. I am always experiencing in what we call the real world what I have already been experiencing in the imaginal world, in my imagination. And my imagination will bring about whatever it is I keep lingering on. In the lecture, Christ in You, Neville says, imagine yourself depressed and imagination will throw you into the pit of depression. Imagine yourself free and your imaginative power will bring you out for your imagination is the savior of your world. When you become lost in the reasoning world, your imagination is not fed with your desire for reason negates its flow. Christ, being your human imagination, is not limited by the reasoning world, and all things are possible to him. If you would ignore the facts and walk in your imaginal acts as though your wish were already fulfilled, you are feeding Christ, and he becomes alive within you once more.
Oh yeah, that's when the pressure would hit, when I would feel it inside of me. This, oh, how do I do it? How do I ignore the facts? How do I walk in my imaginal acts as though my wish were already fulfilled? I felt like I had to continually keep thinking about my desire's fulfillment. I felt like I had to keep, keep it going, had to push it through. I had this feeling that there was always something I had to control a constant pressure to make sure I'm feeling the fulfillment of the state and that wish. Wait, what about this wish over here? <laughs> I haven't done an imaginal scene on this one in a couple of days. Oh, I'm slipping. I got to start this whole thing all over. I would imagine up so much pressure for myself. And it was all coming from this idea of being this little name given to me at birth, this little one who will do everything to survive. The one that looks at everything in a rational way and wants to just use reason. That little one cares nothing about faith. <laughs> I got so caught up in the doing of things that I wasn't just being. Neville calls it the first principle. Others call it awake awareness or maybe being aware of awareness. If you grew up in church, you might call it feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit or feeling oneness with God or experiencing God, one with nature. So many ways to describe it in our attempt to name this, to categorize it. For me, the first principle is the key. Knowing by direct experience that awareness is God, that my awareness is God unlocks the whole thing, or I should say unwinds the whole thing. I've mentioned Dr. Anila Reddy's Unwind program before, and I recommend this to you unreservedly. It's only an hour long. Anila walks you through some simple questions as a guide to peel back or unwind yesterday and tomorrow and the incessant need to hurry, to fix to find another technique, to control anything, and find that what's left, after all of that is set aside, is you, the one who is already fulfilled, the one that doesn't need to keep checking for signs. Why would you if you were already fulfilled? You may have heard me say, notice your thoughts or notice your feelings. If you've had any difficulty with that, what Anila has created here will help you notice the difference between identifying with your thoughts and your true self. It's a lovely experience, even for those of you who identify as master manifestors. Check it out at anilareddy.com unwind, and I'll leave a link to that page in the notes. The question isn't just what food am I eating, what mental food am I eating, but who am I feeding? Am I feeding the little idea or state of survivalist Mike, feeding the state of lack? Or am I resting in the experience of my awareness as God? I used to hold on to so many buts. <laughs> I'd imagine a wish fulfilled, but there was always a sneaky little butt hiding in the corner. Yeah, I feel it. I feel the wish fulfilled, but man, this is a big one. Oh boy. This is big. What if it doesn't work? 
What will Kim say? What will the kids do? And if I follow that idea, that but around, more ideas of failure will come up and I will continue to give life to it. And I feed on those things and I keep my state of lack alive with the nourishment of worry and doubt and my refusal to see that I already am who and what I want to be. I was putting so much effort in avoiding that I ended up focusing on the things, the thoughts and feelings and circumstances that I was trying to avoid instead of taking action in imagination and imagining something different, going within and becoming aware of being something different. My concept of self determines my diet, my mental diet, and my mental diet sustains that concept. So abiding in the first principle, knowing that in awareness there is no struggle, I can step out of the state of lack because that never has been me and become aware of being something else. But that new something else, that new state, still won't be me, still only another state. But that's how we experience and interact in this world. If we were completely stateless, uh, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> How do we discover our true nature? Well, there are many ways. Anila's unwind is a great one. Jeremiah 33.3 says it plainly, call to me and I'll answer. Put every one of your questions to your imagination. I've mentioned before, that night, I said to myself, let's take off the blinders. And what followed was three days of experiences that I have yet to tell anyone fully what happened. But it was an automatic response. I just put the request in <laughs> to myself. If you turn toward awareness, God, it responds. It always responds. There is no maybe. There is no wondering if it hears you. It, it is you. There isn't anything to worry about deserving it or hoping some God up there somewhere decides you're worthy, finally. I say always, first, turn within. Turn within for any questions. You already contain every answer. It might show up in a dream or something stirs in your imagination or something you read or hear. It, it comes in all kinds of ways, but that doesn't really matter because it's all imagination anyway. Having a direct experience of awareness, you no longer have that habitual need to find another lecture or worry whether or not you're doing it right. You can truly trust imagination. Be still and know that I am God. That isn't something to say out loud necessarily or repeat as an affirmation. That's an experience. Relax your grip on what happened earlier today or last week and on any thoughts for tomorrow and experience your true nature now. I love you. I'm feeling twisty. <laughs>